What do horses have to do with finding your truth and healing? That's what I learned in this week's episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. They can help you uncover deep truths and heal your emotional wounds. My guest explains how she became an Equus coach and shares remarkable stories of transformation. Horses can do lots more than take you for a ride, so stay tuned. This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show! In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Jennifer Peterson. She is an Equus coach, shamanic Reiki master teacher, and award-winning marketer who is a firm believer in the mystery and magic of life. She helps her clients release fear so they can be wildly successful at life and business. Jen works in the presence of horses at Rising Star Horse Rescue in Wilton, Connecticut, and follows the signs and synchronicities that appear to guide her. She spent 20 plus years as a senior advertising executive advising Fortune 500 companies on how to identify and find their ideal customers. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I am so excited, which I say every time, but I really am. It's not every day that you talk to a horse whisperer. Now, I know that horse whisperers are for the horses and you're for the people, but still there's got to be some whispering going on. That's how I look at it. You're a woman whisperer (laughs) using horses. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty funny. Actually, I think the horses are whispering us. (laughs) Even better. Even better. I love that. So the first thing I want to know is how the heck did you get from being a Fortune 500 advertising exec to an Equus coach? Okay, lay it on me. Let's just say we follow the signs. I was working in advertising for about 20 years and I had had a baby and she was really suffering. She had expressive and receptive language disorders and she had a lot of things going on when she was little. I was struggling mother trying to figure all that out. And when I was at work, I was writing a memoir and I was remembering this time that I was with a life coach and she helped me in about five minutes figure out that I wanted to have a baby naturally. And my brain was telling me something completely different that I should either not have a baby or I should adopt. When I was remembering that experience, I thought, oh, I wonder if that's how I could help people. Cause I'd always had that longing of wanting to do more with my life instead of selling candy to little babies and making America fat. I thought this might be a better use of my skill set and my life. And what happened was I found out that the person who had trained that person, Dr. Martha Beck, she had a life coaching school. And I I thought, ooh, I could, I could just take that training and become a life coach. And I looked it up and the amount of money it costs, I did not have. The it was like Tuesday afternoon classes and I worked. It was just like a year-long training. And I thought, yeah, whatever. So I shut my laptop. And then about five minutes later, I got a call from my human resources department and they wanted to have a chat. So I knew that there was a restructuring going on. So I thought they were calling me down to help guide the restructuring because I was one of the head people there. And they're like, oh no, Jen, we don't need your help. We've already got that. And you're part of the restructuring. 
And I could not hide my joy. I was trying really hard not to like just smile in delight. I was trying to be like very serious because I already knew what I wanted to do. And what ended up happening is they handed me a check for literally the exact amount of money that I needed. Stop it. And to pay for the coaching. I obviously had my Tuesday afternoons free and my training that was a year long, they gave me a year of severance. So everything that I needed to make that happen happened within five minutes. And I understood in that moment that something bigger was happening and I sort of floated home. I was more dogmatic than I was spiritual at that time, but I just thought, you know, God had helped me in some way. I didn't really understand what I kind of understand now. It was just so beautiful. So once I started that program, let's just say people in my life were questioning why I would want to do something so spiritual because Martha Beck Life Coaching is very spiritual. And I felt so drawn to it. I tried to look for other things to do, but I just knew I had worked with Martha in my corporate job. So I already was exposed to her. I won three of the highest awards for effectiveness in advertising, working on projects with Martha Beck. So I knew that this was like, there was something to this. Certainly yes. Oh, yes. That's quite an amazing story to have your life change in five minutes. Yes. And what happened is that when I got into that program, I started to see horses everywhere. And Martha had done a shamanic journey for us. And I had a horse come to me, literally like in my shamanic journey, there's the horse. And I knew the word Oldenburg mare came to me. I don't think I even knew what a mare was, let alone what Oldenburg meant. And she was so beautiful. I remembered her and she gave me a brass ring in my shamanic journey. Ah. I got paired, of course, because our helpers <laughs> and guides are, are helping us along. I got paired with a life purpose coach and she was like, listen, we don't know why this happens, but why don't you go spend some time with horses and like, see if you even like it, because I think you're meant to be an equus coach. And I just started to cry. I knew that she was right. I didn't know what an equus coach was, but I just felt truth in my whole body. So I just went on Google and found a place that might let me volunteer. And it was an adaptive horseback riding program for children with disabilities and other life challenges. And I thought, okay, they're never going to accept me because I don't know anything about horses. And they called me, I've sent the application in and within one hour, I had the phone call from the person saying, listen, if you could come here and help us move, we'll teach you anything you want to know about horses. And I thought they made good on that for six years. They taught me so much. I learned so much, but what was the probably more important even than my own personal uh, career journey and learning to be an equus coach, what was even better than that, you know, you always ask for some this or something even better is that I started to see kids that were just like my daughter that were riding the horses and they were healing. And I thought, oh my goodness, like my daughter needs to be here. I'm here not just for me, but also, or maybe more importantly for her. When she was old enough, we put her on the horses and let her walk, just ride like as a competitive. You're just walking and healing from the horse's gait. And within two years of her doing that, she no longer had an expressive or receptive language disorder. My gosh. How old was she when you put her on the horse? Uh, four years old. And by six years old, we did a neuropsychological evaluation and they were like, we don't see it. It's not here. Four years old on a horse. Did you strap her in? Did she have a seatbelt? Yes. So they hold, they hold them on the horse. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's like instructors that are helping. And what we noticed was like, Lucy couldn't say the alphabet A through Z. It would be all jumbled up. It was not organized and she couldn't get 
letters out or words out. Like she'd know the word strawberry, but like she would be so frustrated because she couldn't catch it and get it out of her mouth. And sometimes when we would speak to her, the same thing would happen. Like she would be like, I, she kind of knew what we were talking about, but not quite. So there was just something between the brain and the body that weren't connected that needed to get in alignment. And when she rode on the horses, that's what put that into alignment and her body got to be trained to sort of know. So we pop her on the horse. She could say A through Z. It wasn't that she didn't know the information. She just couldn't get it out of her mouth. What is that really about? Like how is sitting on a horse? I've been on a horse. I felt a lot of bouncing. That's what I felt. How is that healing? (laughs) How is that healing? So so there's science behind this. So there is something about the horse's gait that the gate meaning like the pace that they walk and also different horses have different gates. So depending on the person, these instructors are amazing. They match the oh, human, the what their needs are with the kind of gate that it will match. So they already know all of this. Like this is not my expertise, but I got to benefit because I ended up going to one of those and my daughter benefited and it was so beautiful. That so, is the craziest thing I ever heard. Crazy in a good way. That mm-hmm. is just so amazing. I mean, I can't believe sitting on a horse for two years changed that the destiny and the structure of how her brain worked, which is so dramatic because that would have been torture if she just had to do like occupational therapy. Oh yeah. We did speech therapy and it wouldn't help like regular speech therapies. I have to say you can use your intuition for so many things. And one of them is if you're a mother of a kid with special needs, you can use your intuition to find the right therapies, all the things. That's going to stick with me for a while. No wonder why you're a horse whisperer for women. (laughs) A women whisperer for horses. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. How long have you been doing this? Eight years. Oh my God. Okay. Tell me a client story about some transformation. So many fun things. (laughs) So let's start with finding love. I think that first of all, we don't ride. I don't actually ride. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. We just stand in the paddock with the horses and we allow the horses to show us the truth. I had a client who wanted to find love and she had a very traumatic experience with abusive husband, that type of thing. And her parents, like her dad was not necessarily very kind to her. Uh, You know, he was a little bit on the abusive side. And so that pattern was going throughout her life. And when she called me to see if I could help her, she said, you know, I just can't figure out like, well, I'm like a brilliant woman. I'm rocking it in my career. She was making all the money and having all the success there. But then when she would go to try to find love, it just wasn't working. She would just be attracting these narcissists or people that just weren't really what she was looking for. She's like, do you think you can help me? And of course I was like, yes, come to the farm. So she came to the farm and we started working together and we were uncovering all of that like subconscious behaviors because what happens with the horses is that you might be thinking one thing, but the horse can actually tell you what's going on in the subconscious. She's like, of course I know what how to find a the right guy. <laughs> like I, I I have all the skills, but there's something underneath that. And the horses were showing her with the nonverbal and non-judgmental biofeedback. So whenever she was lying to herself, the horse would be across the paddock and nowhere near her. And whenever she got to the truth, even if the truth wasn't what she was hoping it would be, the horse would come and connect to her heart. So she found that she was actually believing that she couldn't hold a boundary with these narcissistic men. And so she was having having this person even like get to the point where he was, she tried to break up with him and he would follow her and stalk her. And she's like, what is this? And it was really that she wasn't holding a boundary. So we did a cord cutting in the presence of the horse and that all of that cleaned up. And so as she was 
working with me, she was dropping these amazing revelations that she didn't even realize. And she wouldn't have seen it. Sometimes we're just too close to the situation and the horses are just showing them. And then I would say two months into the working with me, the guy that she is with now for the last few years came into her energetic field, I would call it. And she was, she's like, I really like him. She's like, I don't even know if I would have given him a second thought before because he's so good. I would have thought I didn't deserve him. And I think that is so powerful to understand. We don't even know that that's happening. We just have this like subconscious belief. And when she dropped that subconscious belief and decided to disbelieve it, she was able to have this amazing man come into her life. Now they are very, very happy. Having been a dating coach for 20 years, I certainly know what you're talking about because, and whether you're looking for love or not, we all can lie to ourselves and not realize it because we believe the nonsense that other people told us or that we hear in the media or that we think about ourselves, whatever it is that isn't necessarily true. So what you're saying, I just want to make sure I'm clear on this, is the horse is very intuitive and is like a mirror. So when you're in the fog of some nonsense that's not true, they are not near you. But the minute you come into your truth and become aligned with what's true for you, they are magnetically drawn to you. And that is your marker for knowing when you're onto the truth about yourself or what you think. Yeah. So they're very good at giving you clarity on what needs to heal. And they're also really good at giving you clarity on your own magnificence because there's both of those things. We hold both of those things. We hold the things that are getting in our way and we hold the things that are deeply powerful about ourselves. And we don't often, as women, we're not culturally trained to own that. And so we've got to do some unwinding of those cultural things that we've taken on, either from our family or from just living in a patriarchal society. So I think that the horses just cut through so many things that are unnecessary and get you to the truth very quickly. And it's your job as someone who wants to make that change to then go, so I can help you inside the paddock. And so for a while, I was like, when you leave the paddock, how can I help you? What I've done is I've actually found a tool that I use, which is frequency water to help people. If they don't have a horse handy, if they're walking around outside after their session, they actually, when they drink, um, it's called everything I touch turns to gold. It's a frequency water. It's actually hold, I know it's actually holding the frequency of the belief, everything I touch turns to gold. And when you're doing that, everything that a horse would show you is what I'm noticing. I get reports back from my clients. I've taken the water myself. It's like, oh, so all those things happen also. So it's a really nice support to the work with horses. Do you make this water or do you buy it? I was part of the co-creation of it, but it was done through Healers Who Share, which is a frequency water in Norwalk, Connecticut. They're a frequency water company. They have 30,000 waters. They're more for medical intuition. Like that's kind of what they were begun for. So anybody with physical illnesses or whatever could go to them. But that frequency water is downloaded. It's custom for me, for my program, how I help my clients. So I took them through everything that I was doing and all the things that need to happen. What are the emotions that we need to be holding resonant? So you take it and you match the frequency. If you stop taking it, you go back here, but you never, you still have the consciousness of everything that has happened. But if you complete your frequency, which I highly recommend people do, then you don't need to take the water anymore and you just hold that vibration. That is amazing. <laughs> everything I touch turns to gold. That's the Midas touch. Hmm. The other thing that I wanted to say is I've had other clients where I work with them virtually. I love to do things that lean into the mystery and magic of the universe. And one of the things that I think blew my mind 
We're going to take a quick 30-second commercial break, and then we'll be right back. Do you struggle with making a big decision? I used to drive myself crazy, flip-flopping back and forth, asking everyone. Finally, I got this idea to ask the universe for a sign. It worked fast, and the process is so simple. In this free audio program called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign, you'll learn how to properly ask your question, pick a sign, and then boom, get a solid yes-no answer within 24 hours. Stop the torment and the dilly-dallying. You've got to try this. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash sign and get the free program for yourself. One of the things that I think blew my mind was that I could do this work virtually. So I can have someone on Zoom with my phone and they're watching the horses and I'm coaching them on the Zoom and they're thinking about a fight with their husband and then the horses will start to pin their ears back and do movements that look like they're about to have an argument. And then she's like, I didn't even say the words, how is that possible? And it's possible because the horses know who they're coaching, whether they're in person or not. They already know what you need to learn. And I also believe that I have 40 horses at Rising Star Horse Rescue in Wilton, Connecticut, which is where I do my work. And Sometimes there's a few horses that are available at that time that we could work with. I'll let the client use their own intuition on which ones they want to work with because the client also knows, even though they don't consciously know there's something going on that they always pick the horse. The horse always knows what the thought is. And I think it's really beautiful to allow the mystery to sort of play into the sessions and what someone's going to learn. So that's really beautiful. And then she got to see like, oh, when I think about this conversation I'm going to have with my husband, I need to come at it a different way because clearly the energy that I'm, that's projecting off of my voice and that the horses are responding to is one that would cause a fight. So she was able to rethink how she could have that conversation and get coached on like, this is, so how would I want to be approaching this conversation so that it's with love? And so she got to play that out with the horses and then see when was there words that came out of her mouth with intention of what she really wanted and how the horses became more cooperative with each other just in the way that they were interacting because they're only going to be in cooperative energy if they're around cooperative energy because like attracts like. All of our emotions are always reflected right back to us and that's ultimately the horses are reflecting that back to you. And sometimes we're too close to it, we can't see it or we're too stuck on wanting to be right in a conversation that we can't see that. So it's beautiful to be able to do that. And then I had another, I can give you another one, which I think is really interesting, a, a client that had, she had three children and we happened to be working with four horses and one was a pony and the other were three minis. And I let her think about what the thing was she wanted to, to be coached on. So she didn't say words. She just was thinking about it. And the horses started to play out what exactly what she was thinking in their behavior and how they interacted with each other. And she was like, oh my goodness. And she named, I'm Peter Pan, which was the bigger horse. And she's like, Navy, Army, and Don Quixote, which were the minis. Those are my three children. And this is what they're doing. And I couldn't see it before. And now I understand what's going on. What's the dynamic? So the horses were playing out this dynamic that was causing her a lot of suffering. Since she could see the situation more clearly, she got to go to her, it was her son, and she got to go to him and have a conversation and fix the thing that was playing out in the dynamic. And now they're super close. There's no more suffering. Where else can you have that kind of aha? And I think it's because it's not someone, a coach or someone telling them what's going on, right? It's the horses, they're seeing their own experience, they're getting that awareness. I'm obviously there. 
but sometimes it can just be that quiet moment and seeing it. I do put a lot of emphasis on the horses, but I do want to say one of the things that I'm growing in my own self-concept is that you could stand next to a horse all by yourself and never have the experience that I will co-create for you and the horses because that is, I am part of that magic. I, I'm able to, to do that. So it's something that I'm working on myself. That's the whisperer part, girl. <laughs> yes, the woman whisperer. <laughs> Are you saying then that it's your connection with the horses that facilitates this intuitive exchange? Part of it is my energy that I show up as a coach in creative response to whatever is present. I think that is very helpful in any coach that ever comes to a session, whether they have horses or not, if they embody that, I think it's really beautiful and it really helps a situation. But what I meant by that was just to say that I have spent eight years learning different modalities that I bring into my coaching. So I was trained by Martha Beck. So I have her coaching tools and I use those with the horses. I was trained by Coel Simpson, who is the person, she doesn't actually do it anymore, but I was trained with her modalities. And then I became a shamanic Reiki master teacher and I have those modalities. So I have like a lot of things that I have been using my own body as a compass to see what is right for me. What do my people need? What do I want to bring to this beautiful co-creation with the horses. And that is where the magic is. So I do something which I call shamanic equus coaching. So I will have people come into the farm. They will do a shamanic journey with me on whatever topic they want to be coached on. And then whatever comes out of their own, they were in the spirit world. Let's go and coach on how to create that. So that's just one way I can help someone if they want to create something. If they want to heal something that's, I do it a little bit differently, but I just think that that's part of it. Like you can't have that experience just standing next to a horse. So it's not really only about the horse. It's about all of us. Yeah, of course. Well, you're guiding the exchange, but I guess what I'm curious about, and I don't know if you have an answer for this, are horses more intuitive than other animals? I mean, I know people with pets who say, oh, you know, when I was really upset or not feeling good or whatever, you know, their animals always go to them. You know, you hear those stories all the time. So it could be that all animals are intuitive, which would make sense, but that doesn't mean they'd be intuitive with us. So I'm curious, like, do you think horses are more intuitive? I think that horses are definitely more intuitive. They are a higher level of consciousness. It's just my opinion. I do think that I have seen more things with horses than I have with other animals, but I don't discount the other animals and I'll say that. Let me just finish with the horses and then I'll tell you my point of view on the the animals. I think that they um, are beautiful. I think they are majestic. I think they reflect back the power that humans have. And I think we're willing to, sometimes not everyone's willing to do this with a horse, but the people who are, who love horses really can benefit from this. I have had people come wanting to know what all the fuss is about. And then they show up and they don't listen to anything because they really didn't believe in any of it. They just heard other people who do believe have these experiences. I think your willingness to work with has more to do with the experience. So like, I would never work with someone like that now. I, I knew I, I needed to have that experience to understand how important it is yeah. for someone to actually be spiritual and open to these concepts. I can't help someone who isn't open to spirituality, isn't open to working with animals. Like it just doesn't work. Of but course. I think that that, when you think about muscle testing, 
if you don't believe in muscle testing, it doesn't work. Like any modality, if you don't believe in Reiki, it doesn't work. You've got to be open to that. And that has to do with how your body is vibrating and what you're open to and how close you are to the upper levels. You know, not that we don't have that many people, I don't think that are enlightened, but like as you're sort of going up to that and you're becoming more open, these things become more available to you. I like that, but I want to say something about the other animals because I am a shamanic Reiki master teacher. So I definitely am into getting my messages, my signs, my synchronicities do come from animals and they often come from animals. I don't want to hang out with like snakes, but I respect that snakes come to me. They sit on my front porch. They want to talk to me and I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Listen, I know you want to come and talk to me, but could you do it in a safer way? Could you like not be right under my feet? Like that tends to happen to me is that they will, when I'm not listening to something that they want me to know, they will just come closer and closer. Obviously with horses, I want them to come closer and closer because I'm enjoying that. I do believe that every animal has the ability if we're open and willing to listen. Like I have hawks that are with me that come and visit me when I need to know the hawk lesson, but it's not just me. I'm not special. Like you have them too. It's just, are you willing yeah. and open I, to look? Absolutely. Yeah. From a shamanic yeah. standpoint. I know yes. one time my bedroom bathroom looks out on a bump out from the first floor of the kitchen. There's just a little bump out. So there's a little roof there. And so I went into the bedroom and out the bedroom window, which is right next to the bathroom, I see a peregrine falcon looking in the window at me, <gasps> sitting there. And it sat there. It didn't go away. It just kept sitting there. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I had to go look it up. I don't remember what it is now. I was a little shocked. I love it that. It just was looking at me. Yeah. Could I share a story about the say? So I think just to go a little deeper into the other animals, I believe in the law of oneness. I believe that we are all connected and I believe that they're coming to us because they know that we need something. Sure. And it's just our job to figure out what that is. Like that's the fun part. I love that part. But when I was just becoming a shamanic Reiki master teacher, so the way shamanism works, like the time is linear because you know humans decide it would it would be, but that's not how shamanism works. So I started with master teacher and then I took one, two, and three. So that's just the way it all worked out. So I didn't really know a lot when I started this journey. I just knew about Reiki, but I didn't know about shamanism so much. I wanted to really like do all the things and, you know, be the, do the right way of doing things. And someone had said, oh, you need to deal with dead animals. When you're a shaman, you've got to be able to like do a ritual. And I thought to myself as my human, no, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's just not going to be, I'm not going to be the one they're talking about. We're pulling over, we're dragging deer into the woods and we're doing these things that I just, that just wasn't going to be me. And I thought, do, am I just, should I just stop now? <laughs> because I don't think I can do all the shamanism things. Right. And so that happened. And just a few days later, after I had that revelation that I didn't know if I was going to be able to do this, my dog had killed a rabbit. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> now I've got to like deal with the rabbit. And I couldn't. So I called my person in my life that takes care of these things for me, helped me with my uh, dogs for like 10 years. I was like, can you come and help me? I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want the dogs to eat it. Like, I just thought it needs to have a proper burial, but I, I, it can't be me right now. I'm not ready. So he's like, I can't come for like another day. He's like, but I will come, you know, and take care of it. So the next day it's, he's supposed to come at 1230 and it's about like 1030 in the morning. I drive into my driveway right where the rabbit is and in a SUV, like I'm in a car and there's a broad tail hawk sitting on the rabbit and looks at me and I hear the words, I've got this. And it stayed there for a few minutes and then it took off with the rabbit and brought it into nature. And I thought, okay, <laughs> 
I'm in with the shamanism <laughs> because I, I had this problem. I didn't know how to fix it. Right. Nature and like, took care of itself. Nature took care of itself. I don't need to be in the process. I don't have to get involved. Like there is a whole cycle that doesn't need humans. Like all the people that think they need to do this, right. they don't really don't, need to. Nature okay. will take care of it. Well, honestly, so. I don't know where they get this idea that they're central to helping animals cross over. They cross yeah. over every day without us. I don't really get that yes. focal point. <laughs> I agree. I always say that, and I, lots of people say this, like people can have their opinions on how things should be done, but I don't yes. need to agree with those opinions. Oh, they don't good. need to become yes. my opinions. Like, yeah. But at the time when I was in this new place, I didn't know what to do. So, yes. but nature showed me. I believe in all of that. And I, I think dogs and cats and all of that are amazing. And they have their own wisdom and they teach us how to play and they teach us how to hold boundaries. Those are the cats. <laughs> Well, There's a lot of lessons to do that. So much about animals and, you know, I'm not very close to animals. I never had any pets, but I'm just fascinated by something. So for example, on YouTube, there's a video about a black panther named Diablo. Mm. And I think it's in South Africa on a rescue farm, rescue for big cats. They got an animal psychic to go talk to Diablo because he was very, have you seen this thing? He I haven't, was, but I'm now looking it up <laughs> when we're done. Look it up. He was very ornery and all this stuff, and he wasn't getting along with the other cats, and it was a problem. And he actually tells the animal psychic, that name is disrespectful, and I don't want to be called that. I was like, whoa. And by the end, I'm not going to give it away. It's just the most amazing transformation. Whether that's really what happened or not, it's hard to say I wasn't there. It has to do with belief for sure. But even still, they have examples of people who had brought up lion cubs until they could release them out into the wild. And then they run into them somehow in the wild 20 years later. And those animals remember the humans. You know, they are more connected to us. It's a perfect example of how we are all so much more connected than people really take time to recognize in so many ways. The connection is so undeniable. So what a fascinating way for you to do your coaching work and do your healing work by using the intuition of horses. That is just amazing. And when you think about it, the way when you see all the cowboy movies, or even if you watch medieval movies where people are riding horses all the time, and their horses always know what to do. How do they know? Because it's probably the connection is undeniable. So Heartland is another one of those show on Netflix that is like 22 seasons. And it's all stories about this young woman who learns how to talk to the horses. And it is fascinating because always it's a problem with the owner, not the horse. <laughs> it's so true. So how it works is that the horses are just, they're prey animals and we're predators. And they're basically just doing what they would naturally instinctively do with a predator. Because a predator in the wild is coming up to a herd of horses. It's not going to pounce because it knows the horses will run. So it just comes up with this like intention to socialize outside. It's like the animal form of smiling, I guess. And then inside its intention is to feed. And they can sense that incongruency so tightly and so quickly. That's why they're the oldest surviving animal on the planet, because they have figured out how to survive. And so when humans come up and we've got that inside intention that we don't like our husbands so much, but we don't know it because we're not conscious of it. 
<laughs> and our outside expression is like, of course I love my husband. We have three kids and we're so happy. No, you're not. And the horses will show you that there's something else that's going on that needs to be healed in order for that relationship to continue, or perhaps it's the time to go. And I think it's really interesting to realize that there's part of it is the actual instinct of the animal. The other part of it is more spiritual. It's that deep knowing that the horses know what you're there for, even when you don't know what you're there for. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's impressive when you think about that level of intuition. You know, we're connected to everything and that's a perfect example. So Jen, do you have anything to share with our listeners today? I have a a free ebook that anybody can download off of my website at www.jentpeterson.com. It's Jen with two N's. And is it on the homepage? Yes. Okay, great. Well, I'll put the link in the show notes. Jen, this was amazing. You know, talk about something different today. I'm really excited about it. So thank you so much for sharing all those outrageous and amazing stories. It just leaves me with this feeling that we need to think more about how connected we really are. So thank you so much. This was wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Thank you.